Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 7th of March, 2019. This is The Gap, episode 458. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Gilroy is here, and this is definitely not take three. Four? Ta- three. 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 It's yeah. not three. It's definitely not three. Um, yeah. How's it going? Alright, I, th- I feel like uh, this week might be a little bit longer than last week. Might be. We've got some things to talk about. It's true. We've got some, some new games, some uh, some old games. Yeah. And uh, a bit in between. That's true. Some news. A bit more news, which is A bit is more good. news. And a movie. What's your movie? And, uh, did, did you? Yeah, I've seen it. I watched The Rock last night. The Rock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Don't you watch it every night? Uh, not every night. I alternate between that and Con Air. Um, right. I was your because I'm a man night. of distinction. You know, I've got a, a little thing called class. Uh, no, we watched uh, Captain Marvel. I went on Tuesday. You went last night, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, went to an advanced screen last night. What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. Um, I think it's. Maybe somewhere in the middle in terms of a good Marvel film. Yep. I think it plays pretty safe. I don't think the action's very good. Mm. Um, her, like, character is... You don't really get to know much about her. It's kind of mysterious and, like... I think you get... No, I think you get a, a quite a bit of info about her. It just doesn't come for a while. You know? Yeah, but no, I feel like her character is very one-note-ish. Right. Like, very plain. I don't know. I mean... Well, that's the right word. She's sort of the Superman. Yeah, well, yeah, she's the Superman of Marvel, right? Well, she's up there. She's what? up there with, like, Hulk and yeah. Thor. But you don't get that But she's, feeling, like, the closest right? Superman analogue, I think, that, that they have. And yeah. I think it's really hard to give characterization to a Superman-style character. Yeah. I was saying this last night where ultimately compared to a lot of superheroes, right? A regular person, like compared to me, right? Mm -hmm. Most superheroes are essentially gods, right? Essentially, right? And I know like they're not, I know they're not, right? But But if he can throw cards, he's not a god. That that is true, but he's an X-Man and... (laughs) That's different. Kill all muties. Um, <laughs> like, if I were to come face to face with Iron Man, right? I know that inside the suit is Tony Stark and he is a human and he is just a person. But if I were to come face to face with Iron Man, the man in the suit, right? Mm. That would, he would functionally be a god to me. Like, he would exist on a, on a level that is essentially godlike. I would not question what he was doing because he is so much more powerful than me. He has access to so much more information, all these kinds of things that make him, it's it's that old, um, is it Asimov or is it, uh, uh, Clark, like the, the, you know, on a high enough level, technology is indistinguishable from magic, right? That sort of thing, right? So that superpowers are indistinguishable mm. from, like, yeah, god powers. Uh, su- like, Iron Man's superpower is that he's rich. <laughs> yeah, but he does have this suit that and makes smart, him 
Invincible, essentially, effectively invincible. I would never be able to kill him, right? Like, if I did want to kill Iron Man, I'd have to sneak into his house while he was asleep and pop him in the fucking brain, right? That's the only shot I'd have. And there's a really good chance that his nanobots would stop me from being able to do that, right? So what I'm saying is, he is so much more powerful than me that he is essentially a god. Captain Marvel is the same again to every superhero, almost every superhero. And that, I think, it's the same case for Superman, right? Like, I could never I could never kill Batman unless I snuck into his house and popped him in the brain. And I'd have to somehow work out who his secret identity was, which is never going to happen. So, like, yeah, it's not like he's out there saying that he is, I don't know, some sort of billionaire industrialist like hmm. Tony Stark is. I'd still have to get to the bottom of who the fuck the man behind the mask is with Batman, right? But super, like Batman trying to kill Superman would be like a regular person trying to kill God. And me trying to, or would be like a regular person trying to kill Batman. That's what I'm saying, right? Mm. And that's what Captain Marvel represents in the Marvel Universe. This ultimate being of, some, like, of sorts that is essentially impossible to kill and i think it's really difficult to give characterization to a character to to someone like that because their motivations would be utterly alien to us and alien in a way that is not this is very difficult to humanize and so the the only way that they can humanize her is by contrasting her with other people and that's why yeah, th- yeah. you didn't really get that until late in the movie when, you know... Like, halfway through. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that's... that's Like, it's super tricky for them. I, like, totally... Like, I didn't like the first half of that movie. Um, I thought it was, like... Just lent really heavy, heavy on the 90s references. I don't like reference humor. I, like, I honestly don't like reference humor in general. I lean on it pretty heavily, but I don't like it. And yeah, it felt like they were doing the same thing. But after the after that first half, I think it really comes into its own movie, and it's got like its own sense of humor. It's got like a yeah, it's got interesting stuff, it's got a couple of like interesting messages as well, like interesting points of view and shit. And like yeah, it's just it goes a interesting way with it but like i can't ignore that i didn't like half the fucking movie so mm. uh i was thinking about like i was thinking about it in terms of like thor ragnarok right right because i i didn't like about a third of that movie and the third of that movie that i didn't like was all the fucking marvel formula shit that they squeezed on them like i didn't like basically anything to do with hella yeah i liked her as i, I thought she was an awesome big bad but she's not in like, it. she's in it like the last end of the movie like the right? beginning and the end but yeah and every time they go back to her right it's like oh right it's a marvel movie oh right yeah whatever it's like that's that's so that is like typical marvel shit that oh, i don't find nest like terribly interesting anymore and then the rest of thor ragnarok is fucking bananas shit that i love to death right it's my favorite it's it's like a couple of tiers higher than my second favorite Marvel film at this point, which is Winter Soldier. Like, fucking, there is a gap there. And then everything else is below Winter Soldier. Like, Ragnarok is far and away my favorite. 
Captain Marvel had its what? What? What's 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 that look for? Nothing. It's just you. Winter Soldier is up there. I can't believe it's that far in front of Winter Soldier for you. And it's like you're like ah, half of that movie's not very good. I didn't say half of that movie is not good. I didn't say fucking half of that movie is not good. I said a fucking tenth of that movie is not good. You can say a tenth of that that movie movie is is not good. And fucking how much of Winter Soldier is not good? Fucking hell. Oh, my God. It's It's fucking 14 hours long. And like, oh, I guess he's going to go talk to a fucking computer again. God damn it. Nobody gives a fuck. That's why he loves Vision so much. Because he loves talking to fucking computers. Fuck that shit. No. (laughs) Anyway, Captain Marvel is like if they reversed the polarity. Like, it's like typical Marvel shit, and then they've squeezed in some awesome shit. That's how I feel. Like, it's like the inverse of uh, Ragnarok. And so, yeah, for me, it, it winds up being like pretty middle of the road. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I thought, yeah, it did some good stuff with its storytelling, but there's a giant chunk that I didn't like, and yeah, it winds up leaning on the formula pretty heavily. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I was I was in the second row, so I was quite close to the screen. Fucking hell. But, um, yeah, for me, it was the action just seemed pretty ordinary. Like, you don't get this idea that she is, like, the most powerful Marvel character. Like, I didn't feel that walking away. Yeah. Um, I think that was a big misstep for me anyway. And so... They yeah. tried, I, right? It's difficult to talk about this because I don't want to fucking ruin it for anyone. It. But um, I think they tried, right? Like, they tried to convey a sense of power or at least a sense of ultimately invulnerability. But it's not like... It's it's difficult, right? With something like the Hulk, you can have him just fucking ripping tanks up and, like, ignoring shit and yeah. just sort of, like... But we've had, no like, five movies of him doing that. Yeah, storylines about it but like she doesn't she doesn't grow bigger and like the things that you you would throw at her don't necessarily uh like they're not they needed to they needed to ground it first right they needed her to like just ignore a fucking missile or something like you know there's there's a lot of flying stuff in the game. They needed to have like automatic air defense systems track an unidentified flying object and attempt to shoot it from the sky. And it hit like it, like, you know, this tense moment where it flies in and you're like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, it's going to hit her. And then she's like, she doesn't even fucking flinch. Like it is literally nothing to her. Right. And then scale it up to like otherworldly shit. Right, hmm. and then then you'd have an idea, and then you like because you need that baseline, right? You need the baseline where her, like we can immediately understand, like immediately relate the concept of not giving a fuck about that damage. Because once we're there, right? It's like the the old, you know, how much is a million dollars to you, right? It's like one briefcase, right? But a billion dollars is enough briefcases to fill my entire fucking room, right? You can't... And a trillion dollars... You can't, like, mentally picture... There is a point where a number is impossible for you to mentally picture. And the same goes for, like, scales of damage. In that... Yeah, right? Smashing up some stuff? Cool. Mm. That, that, like, that's cool. But... 
because I have no frame of reference, it doesn't really have any impact. Like, have, it doesn't have the impact that it, it should. And that's what I think they needed to do was properly establish a frame of reference. Start with a, like, start with someone just fucking... Sorry. Sorry, anyone. Listeners, I just punched my fucking desk. Um, <laughs> yeah, start with someone, yeah, fucking, like, trying to shoot her in the face and ignored. And then a missile. Ignored. And then you're like, oh, okay. I get it. She doesn't get hurt by shit, right? Like, she can't be hurt by regular shit when she's popping off. Yeah. I think that's, you know, it's it's the Dragon Ball Z thing, right? Like, if, if Dragon Ball Z had started with them all in Super Saiyan 2, then you'd be mm. like, damn, whatever. Yeah, I get it, right? But, because you got fucking Krillin and fucking the other dickwads, Tien and shit, wasting everyone's time trying to get into a fight that they'll literally never be able to win. You've got some frame of reference when Goku goes in and fucks everything up. Right? Right. Exactly the same thing here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Some awesome, like, awesome, awesome bits though. I really, really enjoyed uh, like some of the stuff from... All the characters are good. Yeah. All of them. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, like every, every like I think everybody's really good. Uh, there's characters in there that I didn't expect to um, show up. There was storylines in there I was pretty surprised by. Um, Sam Jackson, I didn't expect him to be like in literally most of the movie. Tell you what, and that, and that tech, like I said this, the during, young guy tech. Yeah, I think I said this during. Um, I think it's Ant Man two. I put it on. Um, I wrote this on Reddit. I put a, a post up on Reddit, I think it was. And uh, I got a bunch of karma being like, hey, the tech in that is like spot on. Like they're at a point now yeah. where it's indistinguishable. Um, they were doing it with like two of the characters in that film. Um, they were doing it with like Michael Douglas in the first one. Yeah. But in the second one, it looked like perfect. Yeah. And then in this one, it's like, holy fuck, like you can't. At no point I felt like it, that, like uncanny valley type thing. It just looked except perfect. for <laughs> anytime he runs anywhere because he he runs like a fucking seventy year old man. He one hundred percent does. <laughs> yes. but yeah, it's there's like- a bit where he's running up some stairs with her, and there's like quick cuts. Yeah, you're, you're like, like fucking hell, man. You're gonna kill Sam Jackson. Stop. <laughs> just get an elevator or something. Set the entire thing on one level. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, I'm at the point where I want to know how much money that shit costs yeah. to do that and if it's feasible to just keep doing it in yeah. other films and just have... Because, yeah, it looks it looks awesome. He looks amazing. <laughs> in it. Yeah, he does. It's great. Um, yeah, there's... It's like, like it's, it's a bit of a Nick Fury film, you know? Like, uh, I think the... Yeah, like, if they'd focused more on him in that first half, I think it would have been far more interesting like his chase after her would have been more a more interesting element than her rolling around being bewildered like establish that she is you know a stranger in a strange land and then go across and do almost like a a fucking cop type thing where you're following him do his shield agent shit uh it'd be so much more interesting and then like when they meet up again, because they meet up, he sort of just appears at one. He's like managed to catch up, right? Yeah. 
I would have rathered watched him get there than her, you know, steal some clothes and a bike. Um, I think that would have been more interesting to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that was that like that's uh, probably the only real thing that I think. Because yeah, Fury in that film was was awesome, and like it, it felt like he was getting a sort of like he's always sort of been just this piece of string to hook everything together. But yeah, yeah. he actually like built him out a bit, and it was good. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Like I definitely recommend going and seeing it. Uh, it's it's better than I would say more than half of the other Marvel films. It's sure. in the top half of Marvel's films for me. Uh, I know that doesn't mean shitloads because there's like 20 f- fucking one movies now, right? Like, there is 21 Marvel films now. Yeah, in the last like 12 years. Insane. Well, 10 years. It's 10 years, right? But it's know. in the, you know, the top 10, I'd say, for me. Um, so yeah, I'd go see it. Uh, my wife fucking loved it. Uh seemed like everyone watching in the cinema really liked it. There were some really good bits, but I won't talk about them because spoilers. Um, yeah, if you're a fan of the Marvel stuff, and there is a little, like some critical importance for Endgame. Um, there's some, I guess... Th- there's, there's stuff that ties into other films yeah. that have happened yeah. that aren't necessarily like things you need to know about. Yeah. There's just like there's there's things that happen and when that stuff happened I was like, "Oh shit, all right." And then it sort of tie, starts to tie things in. Like there were characters showing up. I'm like, I've, "Who the fuck is that?" Like, I know that person from somewhere. Yeah. And then other things happen and you're like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I know where this is going." Um, so that stuff is really cool. Yeah. The first time that like Ben Mendelsohn showed up at the beginning, I saw him for a split second. And then, like, he wasn't there anymore. And it, then Clark Gregg shows up, like, Agent Coulson. And I was like, oh, man, my eyes are getting bad. I thought that was Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> Nate did exactly the same thing. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. Um, but, yeah. And then he did show up, like, then, later. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, it was him. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Gold. He, yeah. was, he was awesome. He was probably the highlight of the film for me. Um, but, yeah. Like... Yeah, I, I don't think you'd need... Like, if you've watched Infinity War, I think you've got all the information you need to know yep. what's going on in Endgame. But uh, this will provide extra context. Uh, it it's does provide extra context for what is to happen in, in Endgame. So, yeah, two months, man. Yeah, ludicrous. I cannot believe it. it's that close. It's yeah, I was talking to my girlfriend last night about, like... Because she's like, they're not going to kill anybody in that. I'm like... Yes, they are. <laughs> She's like adamant that they're not going to kill anybody. That's insane. Like, She's crazy. No, they're going to murder a fuckload of people in that film. So, I don't know. We'll see. Go All on. right. Should we talk about some games? Yep. What should we go on first? Uh, Trials Rising. Let's get out of the way first. Sure. You're still um, going? Yeah, I played a bit more. I will add some criticism to that. Um, some negative criticism. Yep. Felt like we were pretty positive last week. Yep. Um, it gets pretty grindy towards the uh, towards the medium to hard end of the Basically tracks. Basically, after you get out of fucking Asia. Yeah. Once you're about level 40, um, it really wants you to start 
focusing on earning levels and once you get to certain levels it starts unlocking extra content extra maps extra events things like that um now i don't know about you but i basically before i even got to europe i'd done all in north america yeah i golded all of that pretty much straight away and then i got to yeah your asia and europe area yeah and um i'm at the stage where most of it is either silver or gold like there's no bronze yeah it's all silver and gold and i'm still trying to grind to unlock the next sort of yeah harder events and i think I'm, i've, I've golded everything i've done a bunch of tracks like literally dozens of times like just out of the course of my trophy hunting hmm. uh my squirrel hunting and i'm in exactly the same place the I, I was i actually went up fucking looking it up uh and people were like just find contracts like yeah press lb uh, i don't know what it is on pc but press lb and you can sort contracts and so yeah. the only things that will show up on the map are contracts and if you just do those you get so much more xp but it's still it's not a lot it's like it's, 150 points or something it's isn't it still a fucking slog man like yeah it's I don't know what it is, but... Tuned it poorly. I don't know how or why, for what reason they have, but it's it's very poorly tuned um, in terms of progression rate at that point. It's like a fucking... Just a fucking wall. Um, Yeah, I'm not not huge on that. Yeah, because I thought I'd missed something, and I'm like, where is all the unlock stuff? And I found, like, two events, the, um, the stadium events, where... Initially, you kind of do, um, like, it's like come four, come in the top four, and then the other one is like come in the top two, and then you got to win this one. Yep. You don't ne- necessarily have to do them back to back. You just kind of do the track and you get your, your medal. And then the last one that unlocks is a heat where you've got to do basically that same set again, but one after the other. So you actually have to come in the top fourth and if yep. you get to the last map and you don't win you've got to start from the very scratch again like back at the start of that heat yeah um they were the only two things that i didn't notice that i'd missed but then i went back and did them and i'm still like oh okay i've still got to actually grind through still got these contracts go, yeah 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 so i i don't um yeah and just like navigating a lot of that stuff it can be quite difficult like trying to figure out just what you haven't done because the map is so big just moving around being like all right well what what can i go and do what contracts are done like you said you've got to hit these bumpers and sort of trigger filters to show all that sort of stuff but you still got to move around a map yeah um i don't like the way the leaderboard system is set up having to like actually go into a track it's like three or four buttons to go and check people's times like i'd like to be able to um like in that initial menu you've got hey you know, it'll say Joby has done this time on this track. Yep. You can't actually go on there and be like, all right, well, let me try and do that. You've got to go back into the game. and um, You're not able to see my time still, are you? No, no, I can't, but I'm just... It drives me fucking bananas. Like, the amount of... Because I was posting... You know, I posted a couple of things on Twitter. And, in, like, in previous Trials games, the, the fucking times situation has been a huge part of what has been keeping people playing like chasing new times but i am 
basically only competing against Stu Gollum and Steve Farrelly at this point. Yeah. Like, and it's just doesn't keep me in it i don't like it doesn't do a good enough job of giving you that information easily and like readily available to be like oh okay i can go back and do this stuff you actually i'd be go way more like interested though yeah well yeah no that's true 100 percent true i can actually find your times but i'd be way more into it if i was getting the prompts telling me that you'd beaten one of my times or that serials had beaten one of my times or like that sort of stuff I cannot understand why they haven't tied it to Uplay. I don't get it. The fact that it's tied to the fucking console leaderboards itself is such a fucking dick punch. And it drives me bananas. It's like, yeah. I'm I'm genuinely tempted to get it on PC just so I can fucking compete. But now that I've hit this fucking wall... I've got a switch code if you want that. (laughs) Fuck that. J-Ray, Junglist, was uh, messaging me. He's like, oh... How come I can't smash all your times? And I'm like, because you shit at the video game. And he's like, no, I would. I would destroy your times. I'm like, uh, are you playing on Xbox? He's like, no, I'm on PC. I'm like, that's what it is. He's like, I got it on Switch. I'm like, well, you're not going to beat any of my fucking times on Switch. You're not beating anybody <laughs> on Switch. <laughs> uh, you reckon he said challenge accepted, but it's not going to happen. Good luck, right. champ. Yeah. Never gonna happen. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a fair criticism, in my opinion. It's probably the biggest criticism I have of of the game is the, is the leaderboard system, and yeah, and the grind. Definitely couldn't have seen it coming. I don't understand why it's like that. It's not like they sell XP boosters or some shit, is it? Like I haven't seen anything like that. No. So- uh, the only thing I can think of is that they want you to really nail the those mechanics of the things we were talking about last week of like the vertical landing and making sure that you can actually hit these landings and not roll backwards um, and stick them properly. But because I know that stuff is in the harder missions because I've played them during my preview. Yeah, and like I um, like I said during that discussion nate and i were on one mission and we spent fucking ages oh, sorry one track just trying to like get over this hurdle and um i mean i i get the idea of them wanting you to learn sort of the mechanics and the behaviors of the bike but why can't i do that on the track as opposed to you know just learning it on something else and uh, i don't know it's just weird it's it's just strangely paced because just I should just unlock it. I don't know, as opposed to having me grind. Like, cause, yeah, like I said, literally silver and golds, yeah, throughout my entire course, and like no bronze. I, I don't know what's. It just wants me to grind. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not interested in doing contracts. I'm not interested in doing twelve backflips and and eight front flips without any faults. That's not fun. That's it. That's literally the only way forward. Which yeah. is yeah kind of annoying because I don't I don't feel like doing like yeah zero fault 40 fucking backflip runs is teaching me anything other than frustration yeah I mean there's no gameplay advantages in any of our stuff yeah that's why they got rid of tra- uh, tricks in the last game or from the last game like they're not in there anymore because yeah. nobody gives a shit about them they're you know you're trying to get the fastest times as possible you're not trying to do backflips yeah for funsies like, yeah. the whole idea of that 
that game is trying to get the fastest times and getting air is not the way to get the fastest times unless you're looking for shortcuts or yeah um you know achievement hunting it's yep. yeah it's a strange decision yep all right uh what else we got here um ape out still about ape out oh yeah i like this it's i very cathartic it is it's released now right i'm pretty sure it's out is it out i don't know i've seen reviews when i was looking for news um earlier so yes i believe it is out now it is a um basically a fucking puzzle game like a yeah a top-down puzzle game where you play an ape who is in a cage uh that breaks out and uh needs to get to the end of the level i don't want to say it's an ape escape but um it's definitely not legally connected to the ape escape series <laughs> yeah right yeah um yeah there's something about apes escaping, though, that seems to capture the imaginations of video game developers, and I'm not mm. sure what it is. Rampage? Rampage, true. And yeah. Ape Escape, I guess, as well. Uh, but yeah, Ape Out, yeah, you just, you break it out. You're getting the fuck out. Yeah, uh, it's like a, it's a top-down game where you're, you're, you're basically getting from one end of a maze to the other. Yep. There are enemies throughout with weapons. Um, it's pretty simple mechanics. You basically can either grab stuff, uh, other other enemies, and throw them, or you can punch them. Um, and you've just got to basically avoid their damage. You can't take a lot. It's sometimes between one to three hits. Um, there are different types of enemies that show up later that can just one-shot you. But otherwise, it's pretty simple in terms of getting from one end to the other they seem to be procedurally generated in some like tile sets yeah the levels yeah yeah it's definitely put together out of tile sets um and it definitely like winds up using the same connectors a lot of the time yeah um or almost i think every time in a couple of cases but um i think that's for specific puzzle reasons mm-hmm. uh yeah so it's sort of like you know a maze solve combined with brutal violence uh played entirely with this like percussion jazz soundtrack that yeah, yeah. semi-reacts to your actions yeah which it does that thing of i mean you'd see youtube videos of it where people are like playing drums over the top of video clips like people talking like to the beat of that right. or um uh, I think Whiplash did something similar in the intro for that film. Did you ever see Whiplash? Yeah. Yeah, I think that it had something similar in the credits to that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like playing drums as you're yeah. hurting enemies or like doing certain things within the world. Um, and yeah, it adds a lot of style to it. That it's got opening- like, a, like a beat going and then when you do something, when you like smash an enemy, it'll like hit a symbol yeah or, or like you know a quick roll or something and yeah it sort of creates this its own rhythm mm. its own music out of what you're doing which is some hardcore violence yeah and if you start doing like chaining combos the music starts like building up pace and yeah as you stop doing stuff it slows right like back down um that yeah that first like minute is awesome that opening of the credit screen going on when you first break out and yeah. it comes up with all the designer like all the designers names um bennett foddy worked on this game yeah as well 
Um, it, did, it looks like some art. It says. Who yeah. um, is an Aust- he's an Australian, right? Yeah, Bennett Foddy is an Australian. Yeah. Um, I think he's in New York, New York or he's in the states, I believe, at the moment. I don't know. Working, but yeah. yeah, man, I was quite surprised. I've not played a lot of it. Um, I'm only at the second area. Um, it's it's sort of split up into stages where there's a like your first stage is multiple levels and it's sort of tying this story as you progress. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you get to a, like the next section and it takes you to another type of environment. Um, so I haven't played any of that stuff. I don't know about you, but no, I'm still struggling uh, through. There, there's some enemies that keep fucking me. Uh, right, keep goofing up on. So my first playthrough of that first stage took about 18 minutes. Yep, I think because you get to the end, it tells you how many times you died. Um, yep. Well, when you die, it kind of zooms out and shows you the map, like that stage, that that not st- that that level, yep. and the route that you've taken. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, once you get to the end of that stage, it's like, oh, here's how many times you died. Here's how long it took. Um, and then you can go to the next next uh, area and yep. do that, or you can go back and replay it. I, I, um, I'll have some video up because I went and captured some video. Cool. And then the second playthrough, I think I did it in like eight minutes or something like that. Yeah, nice. Which wasn't quick because I died a couple of times on right. purpose to show... Because I got to the third level or something or fourth and I hadn't really taken much damage so I died a couple of times to like show people sure you did what was going on on purpose he says you know because then after that I don't die for the rest of the game (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, yeah otherwise I'm just missing some of that cool because I think that stuff looks really neat when it happens yep Um, yeah so yeah it's very it's very cathartic like just rolling through and smashing some shit. It does remind me of Rampage a little bit. Um, yeah, you just sort of bash some guards. I like to grab them and use them as shields. bullet shields. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, a bit rough, but it's good. And uh, yeah, grabbing the big door and like slamming it onto a whole bunch of people and then just going fucking rage. Yeah, smashing as many like people as you can. Grabbing it and through a really narrow hallway and using it as like a bullet shield, and then piling up like six guys and just throwing it. Yeah, is 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 funny. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's very good. I don't know how much it is. Do you have any idea? I have no idea. It'd be on all all like the Steam type of platforms. Yeah. Um, it is called Ape Out. Ape Out. APE $21.50 Australian. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's good. It's good. I'd fun. need to play more. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely play more. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what this. I feel like this guy's made stuff before, right? That was really popular. Don't know. But I don't. Uh, I don't remember what he'd done. Excellent. Yeah. Another another Gap classic. I know I looked it up the first time and then uh, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I've heard of those games before. Uh, Minutes? Is that him? Nah, it's, I don't think that's him. No, I don't think it is either. Alright, I don't know. Anyway. What's next? Black Future 88. Yeah, uh, another indie game. 
Yes. Uh, another game I really like. Mm. Um, sort of, um, it's like a shoot 'em up cross with Dead Cells. Uh, yep. So it's, uh, you know, Metroidvania. You roll around the, a big level, trying to get through as fast as possible. You've only got 18 minutes to complete a run. And. Uh, Before your heart explodes. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then you've got to kick off again it does all this interesting shit with time the way it uses time for certain things i was using a uh, a gun uh that used time as its ammunition and i had no idea and i it was super powerful super powerful gun and so i was just pissing away my fucking seconds uh wrecking everything though but yeah basically it's a shoot 'em up uh so sort of think like Contra type, you know, side scroller and you kill things, but you go from screen to screen as you would in a, a Metroidvania. And uh, yeah, it's sort of randomized the, the way the levels are set out and the enemies and that kind of stuff. And once you get far enough, you take on a boss and then you go to the next level. Yep. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I love the sort of you know it has this synth vibe to its uh sort of cyberpunk style yeah. synth style vibe that uh, i really i'm all about uh including the art style yeah um it does actually get a little bit difficult to make out what's going on on screen a couple of times when a lot of effects are going on yeah and stuff uh which i'm not huge on uh but otherwise yeah it's it's got like curses and boons that do different things you can like you can dash again when you dash uh you're invincible so you dash instead of rolling but uh you're invincible while you're dashing and that's how you avoid a lot of damage uh but you can also you know upgrade your dash so that when you dash through someone you do damage to them um you can add an extra dash or if you kill someone you can dash immediately and all this kind of stuff so that you can like upgrade your character to a point where you're just like fucking wrecking everything i had a gun where when i killed someone it would teleport me to their position Mm -hmm. and if you uh you can aim manually if you want where you shoot but if you just press without aiming you will just auto aim at the nearest enemy yeah and so I'd fire this gun, kill someone, and then teleport to them, fire again as soon as I got there, and kill someone else. And I'd just sort of teleport all over this fucking map, like just murdering everything, which felt like a fucking, you know, this cyberpunk ninja shit, which was sick. Uh, and then, yeah, go on to the next screen and see what's happening. Um, which, yeah, I was huge on. I, I, I love it. Uh, if I have uh, any criticism and... I do. So each, like, the levels have these hard roofs. Have you noticed that? You fucking smash into a roof and it really fucks up your jump. And mm-hmm. the amount of times I've had to, like, I've really killed a bunch of time having to, like, go back and Platform jump. back up. Yeah. Oh, my lord. It's a pain in the dick. Like, they've got to raise the ceiling on those fucking levels a ton so that you never do that because it really harms the flow. Like, you get into a really good fucking rhythm playing the game. Yeah. And yeah, and then suddenly you hit a fucking roof. 
Like, right, yes. the enemies are what stops you. It's some fucking ceiling, and you're like... Because mm. generally the the doors to get to the next screen are yep. in the corners of the, the yeah, room. in the top corners and shit. Yeah. Or the bottom corners, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I haven't done any of that stuff, but... For me, I think my biggest gripe is that I don't know how much damage I'm doing to things or, like, how much health they've got left apart from the bosses. Yeah. Like, the bosses are the only things that have health bars and everything else in the world is just, like, you're just hitting it and you're, like, I don't know how much damage... Like, is this gun actually any good? Or it does are get, they just tanky? That gets pretty hairy in the, like, yeah. third... After the second boss. Like... Yeah. Yeah, because up until then, most of your guns just do one shot kill hmm. but at that point yeah you do start to not kill things in the first go and you're like how many fucking shots is this gonna take like yeah am I using the wrong gun here should I not be rocking this or something like that yeah but yeah that is annoying I think there are health bars but you can't see them because of the art style they're just difficult to see I'm not sure I don't think there is a health bar. <laughs> yeah. Or or it's something that, yeah, is so obscure that I've not noticed it because that was one thing I'm like, I don't know how much damage I'm doing to this thing. Because it gives you... There's different um, weapons that enemies drop and it's the, the thing of, like, you can only have two weapons at a time. Some yeah. of them use ammo, some of them are infinite bullets. Um, and then it's like, well, I don't know if this weapon is actually any good. Like, you've got no... Um, comparison in in again like dead cells there's there's damage numbers it's like this this is a level eight sword or whatever and it does this much damage and here's the the different properties it's got on it whereas in in black future i just don't know i'm just like it's a nail gun i'm like okay fair enough <laughs> i don't i don't really understand what it's doing but I, yeah we'll try that and see what happens um so yeah the the only time i've really knowing whether or not a gun is good is when I go up against a boss and I look at the health bar and I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, this thing's shredding. I'll stick with that. I do wonder if that is supposed to happen so that you learn the guns and stuff, but at the same time, yeah, I'm not huge on it. I don't have the patience to do that. Yeah. Um, I can't go, you know, sit there and dig numbers out just to get to a boss and just run up to it with a gun and be like, okay, yeah, I'll not use this again. Hmm. Um... Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's it's we're playing a preview build. Um, yeah. I don't know if it does that thing of like gives you other abilities as you go along. I know there's different characters that seem to have different types yeah. of play styles. Um, I got one where you can slow down time with the time. left trigger. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, so it seems like you would take that over the other person, right? Because they don't have any ability. Yeah, yeah, I think because so. I was trying to figure out. Um, downside is and shit yeah because I couldn't I, I couldn't figure out how to go to a screen to be like alright what's their positive and negatives because the first time you get the character it's like here's the things it can do um, but once you get back into the game and you can actually select the um, those characters there's no like it's not like you stand in front of them and it comes up with a pop up that says here's what you know their specials are you just kind of use it and off it goes. I don't know if it's a hidden menu somewhere or anything like that, but yeah, just as I was playing, I noticed that. Um, yeah, it's it's like I think it's good. It's not as it's no dead cells. Um, I think that is obviously the 
the benchmark, right? That's the the high ceiling. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it was kind of like I don't think it's as impactful as a game like Rogue Legacy for me. Like Rogue Legacy was kind of the first one that really stood out. Yeah. And then obviously Dead Cells came along. Um, because Rogue Legacy was doing that interesting thing of you would buy items or you know take on traits of yep. your ancestors and things like that. Whereas this just it's not doing any of that sort of stuff. You're just kind it of is. unlocking you, extra characters. Yeah, but you are you're unlocking other guns to pick up in the world and stuff like that, and you know have you experiment further and stuff like that. The characters obviously, uh, you know, there's experimentation there. I mean, it is growing yeah. your world as you go through it. It is not to the same extent as Rogue Legacy, certainly. Yeah. Uh, or you know, Dead Cells even, uh, but. I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's that big a detriment. I mean, Dead Cells does gate a significant amount of shit behind, like, the cells system itself, right? Yeah. Like, it's hard to see, but, yeah. It's hard to notice, maybe, not hard to see, but, yeah, like, it does sort of slow you down there with souls and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Whereas this one is you're collecting money, currency, and going to shops and unlocking uh, or buying weapons or yeah. ammo boxes. Um, there's like shrines that you come across. Uh, are they obelisks or something like that? Uh, yeah, they're. What they're called? Is that what they're called? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I think they're. I think they're obelisks. Yeah. Um, but are like cursed, and you select an ability, and you know, like the one you were talking about, where it sort of trades ammo for the amount of time you've got left. Um, so it'll give you like three options and you got to kind of pick one. And there's other times where you come across a, like a good ability and it'll be, you know, you can dash uh, two times now instead of once or, you know, you can dash through walls or through enemies and it causes damage. Sometimes you'll reflect bullets or projectiles. Um, so yeah, there's sort of as you progress through the levels, it gives you more and more abilities to help you get further. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, games available in April, I believe. Yep. Sound about right? Correct. I think you're correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're probably wrong. We're always wrong, but yeah. Uh, I I reckon check it out. Um, especially if you're I don't know drifting away from Dead Cells. Uh, it's it's yeah. It's I don't think anything's ever gonna fucking reach. That's that's the zenith. Uh, that'd be like. But yeah, not not playing other games similar to it would be like not playing fucking well, not playing <laughs> fucking open world games because fucking Red Dead Redemption Two exists, right? Like you could certainly criticize it in the face of Red Dead Redemption Two's existence, but I'd be writing other games off just because Red Dead Redemption Two exists. Uh, and same goes for Dead Cells and Black Future, in my opinion. Uh, sure, but they got they got to fucking lift those ceilings one hundred percent. Honest to God, trust me, fucking bonkers. Uh, every time I get like I fuck up my jump, fuck up my jump, yeah, because I hit a fucking roof. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else have we got? Uh, Apex Legends. Oh no, here's here's one. Uh, speaking of games that pale in comparison, because Red Dead Redemption Two exists. 
It's called Days Gone. <laughs> I thought we were going to leave that to the end. No, nah, fuck it. We're going in now. <laughs> um, yeah. Not sure. Like, I played this in preview a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, we're finally allowed to talk about it. Um, I'm not certain I know what I expected out of this. But uh, it wasn't what I got. Uh, I, so, I, I think I was sort of expecting a sort of pretty linear um, zombie game with a character that has the worst fucking name in video game history, Deacon St. John. It is a abomination. Um, but apart from that, uh, that's, yeah, that's not this game at all. It's pretty fucking open form, like open world. Hmm. You sort of, you after a bunch of like linear shit at the start, you're pretty free to do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, it's, it's very, it's more like, it's closer to me to, was that fucking Xbox game? State of Decay? State of Decay. It's closer to me to State of Decay than it is to The Last of Us, which is obviously a good thing. Uh, because you don't want to, like, go up against The Last of Us. Um, but yeah, it is, like, it is odd, right, to me that Sony is publishing The Last of Us and Days Gone, uh, being that they do sort of swim in the same river, uh, as one another. But I think they can exist side by side. That's not to say that I think Days Gone is necessarily good, though. And I'm like to come back to the Red Dead Redemption thing. I think there are a lot of similarities, right? There are a lot of similarities between Red Dead and uh, Days Gone th- thematically, and, and like also gameplay-wise. Obviously, there's no zombies in Red Dead yet, but um, like. To me, the motorcycle gang member is the outlaw cowboy of modern times, right? And it sort of feels like if you wanted to avoid having to have way too many people in your game world, you could just kill most of them off with a zombie apocalypse and then replace a shit ton of them with, like, freakers, uh, that sort of thing. So... In a lot of ways, yeah, this is a, you know, it's, it's a cowboy game, a cowboy survival game in an open world. Uh, it's just set in modern times. Instead of a regular horse, you've got a steel horse to uh, borrow a term from the great John Bon Jovi. Uh, and uh, yeah, you, you know, on the steel horse you ride, and that's that's about it. Like you go solving, well, doing shit and surviving and all this kind of stuff. Um, and that's like, and Days Gone is really about that survival situation. It's got a day night cycle. It counts how many days like occur, uh, like while you're living in this world, the Days Gone thing is literally a counter referring to how many days since like Z day, I guess you might say, right. It's got all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, you like it's got the it's got the last of us's uh like do i want to make bandages or do i want to make molotov cocktails decision making shit and hmm. um yeah you're scavenging for like bits to 
make bombs or arrows or all that kind of shit. And at the same time, you're trying to clear out areas and, uh, like, just basically live in this world, but make it safer to live from here on out. There's just... I have some real problems with the way it, like, sort of tackles a bunch of shit. Like... I don't think you would want to be on a motorbike in the zombie apocalypse. Not like a fucking... Not a hog. They're loud as fuck. Like, there's all this, like, real basic thematic shit that it doesn't really work through uh, to my satisfaction as a giant zombie game nerd. I sort of figured, like, it would be... Like Daisy gone, right? Like, why? Why wouldn't you? If you're gonna make a giant open world to like live in and survive in, why wouldn't you make it as fucking uh, pedantic as a game like Daisy? Instead, they've gone. They go pretty high level with the survival stuff, and they don't like you know. You shooting a gun doesn't really attract attention or something like it should be you shoot a gun you don't want to shoot a gun like you're rocking a crossbow because it's a silent weapon and you know you know it's got a fucking four second reload time but you'd rather like just nail your fucking shots with the crossbow because it's silent than risk firing even a fucking pistol because it will it rings the dinner bell right the It'll call in hell from all over, and then you're fucked. Uh, that's not the case here. You shoot a gun, yeah, fine. You ride your bike, whatever. Like, it doesn't really respect uh, the the concept of trying to survive in the zombie apocalypse to the extent that I think it should. Uh, no, it's you know, it's always unfair to uh, judge a game by what it's not doing, but like. This seems like pretty basic zombie shit to me, right? And if we go back to the Red Dead Redemption thing... Fuck me. Those two games should switch their inventory gathering shit, right? In Red Dead, you should be able to just fucking scoop shit into your fucking satchel as quick as possible. And in Days Gone, you should, like, meticulously pick shit up and put it in one at a time. Because in Days Gone, you're like fucking... Whoop! On I go, but like it doesn't make sense because in days gone, you're sneaking through a fucking service station surrounded by a bunch of freakers, which is their name for zombies because they're not dead or whatever. Um, yeah, you're sneaking through a fucking service station trying to get a bunch of like medicine or whatever the fuck, right? Or a fuel pump for your car or shit, mm-hmm. right? And oh, sorry, your bike, uh, or whatever, and like. Yeah, you just sort of like, yep, cool, got it, bingo, bango, there's no, like, inventory management or anything like that, and I'm not, like, fucking, oh, yeah, I love inventory management, nothing gets me fucking harder um, than fucking sorting some squares, like, in Resident Evil or some shit, love staring at a grid in my zombie game, but there is something to be said for the, like, the idea, the, the critical choices you wind up making in those situations where you're like, well, i got to fit a fucking fuel pump in here, so I guess I'm going to have to get rid of these bandages, right? Like, that, that's sadly my only fucking choice is something's going to go. I'm not hurt right now. 
hopefully I can get out without getting hurt and I can get away with not having to have these bandages. That sort of shit, right? And you should be, like, very slowly picking shit up because you're trying to be quiet to not, like, alert every fucking zombie in the near fucking vicinity. But because the game doesn't care about that sort of stuff, it's hard for you to care about that sort of stuff. And it sort of robs the game of the, the tension as a result. Like, you're like, well... Yeah, there's zombies nearby, but who gives a shit? I'll just fucking... If they hear me, then I'll kill them. And if I can't kill them, then I guess I'll die and I'll start over again. And like, we'll, we'll wrap it up that way. Um, it, like, robs the game of its own stakes uh, through, through that sort of lack of care for its own internal logic. Um which is obviously a bad thing in my opinion. Um, yeah, like Deacon St. John, it's a dumb fucking name, but he's good. Like there's good characterization there. It's, it's an interesting character and he's, he's got interesting relationships, which, uh, like that seems like the, the game is about, uh, I guess, exploring those relationships and the relationship he has with the area he's in and all that kind of stuff. But, um, Sorry, that was beeping. Uh, <laughs> Sounds from, like from. a Vuvuzela or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, it just, it's, I don't know, it's going to be, I think it's going to be difficult for a lot of people to look past, uh, because, you know, The Last of Us has so much attention to detail, uh, like, with regards to its own, like, world building and internal game logic and stuff like that. And I... You know, I don't think it is very The Last of Us, but I don't think you can ignore the similarities. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, they're both published by Sony. So there's no way you wouldn't look at it and say, do I just wait for The Last of Us? I don't know. Maybe? I mean, if you're hanging out for a zombie game, this will get you there. But there's, yeah, there's just little bits. I mean, the Horde shit is awesome. The Hordes are terrifying. Individual zombies are, like, can be pretty threatening. Uh, like, maybe not one, but, like, three or four zombies can be pretty fucking frightening. Uh, but beyond that, yeah, not that bad. Until they, like, they reach this fucking, they, there's hundreds of them. And you're just sort of riding along and there's just fucking hundreds of zombies. You're like, all right, that is properly freaky. And they start chasing you. You can like ride away, but you got fuel management to, to deal with and all that kind of stuff. You can get away. But yeah, if you were trying to get to a fuel station or trying to get some extra petrol or whatever the fuck, like, and, and you're running out, yeah, it might be too late. You might have to do something about them you might have to fight and uh it's properly freaky there's uh there's zombie bears and zombie wolves and they're scary as fuck there's regular bears and regular wolves and they're mm. scary as fuck like there's a lot uh, a lot right in this game it's just a, this weird like just i don't know maybe maybe it's Maybe they wanted to be more gamey, you know, and doing it any other way was not gamey enough. Uh, or 
something. But whatever it is, yeah, the game like just lacks that critical tension that I think a zombie game needs. Uh, also, you can't swim, uh, which I think is weird in 2019. Uh, I drowned multiple times in the preview session, and I drowned in water that would come up to about my neck. Because after, you know, after he can't really touch the bottom anymore, he starts swimming or dog paddling. But because he can't swim, he goes, he slows to a super crawl. And, uh, and then, so if you don't turn back immediately, uh, then you have to continue forward. And yeah, he, he will drown before you have swum from one side of my office to the other. That's it for him. He's like, not, nah, uh, like, I'm giving up. I can't work it out, uh, to save my life. I'm just, I guess I'll die now. Yeah. Which is also weird in the face of Red Dead Redemption 2 existing and giving John Marston so much fucking shit about not being able to swim. Uh, they made such a big deal about it in that game. And here we are. And it's another game where nobody can fucking swim. It's just weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else is there? Did you do any of the, the horde like uh, trap stuff where you have to set up an area and then you sort of trigger it? No. Okay. I did go into an area... Uh, there's like a there's a couple of different factions in the game, and I was going to one of the like crazy factions to go kill them all. I did go into that faction area, and uh, they had traps set up everywhere. And apart from stepping on basically every bear trap that ever existed, uh, much to my infinite amusement. Um, apart from that, uh, once I like cleared out the area a horde came through and uh yeah any traps i hadn't fucking triggered myself we got to uh see used on the zombies which was pretty cool um that's a yeah it's the horde stuff is easily the most interesting part of days gone Mm -hmm. um it doesn't happen all the time i had to go hunting for it basically but when it happens that is some hairy shit it's definitely going to be the it's it's how they want to sell that game 100 it is awesome uh you just fucking piss bolting uh from one like one trap that you're pretty sure you know it works to the next climbing up like stuff uh jumping away from stuff maybe like figuring oh do i just run my bike and get the fuck out that's that's the game at its best. If that was like on a more micro level, if it had that same attention to like zombie logic on a more micro level, it would be such a interesting game. But yeah, I worry that it's not there. Yeah. All right. How many hours did you play? Uh, three hours. Yeah. And it was basically just go exploring. We did like the we did like the start of the game, like from the very beginning, and then after, like sort of the first day, uh, it kicked us forward a bunch. 
and um, yeah, we're just sort of exploring. So yeah. we did sort of like the tutorial system. My game crashed uh, right near the end, and the last autosave was quite a ways back, which was a bit of a tick punch. Uh, but what are you going to do? It's a previous right. session. Uh, so there are main missions and side missions and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, there are. And it's it's all done via this faction system and you sort of you go bounty hunting and um, that earns you like currency and stuff that you can use to trade with people and you can customize your bike and get better weapons and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, there's there, this reasons to go out and do things beyond trying to clear the world of zombies or trying to make places safe and stuff which will definitely help encourage people to continue to play mm -hmm. uh there's a, like a sense of progression there yeah um yeah like it's got it does a lot of things quite right for me as like a zombie game nerd it just misses a couple of specific things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. When is that? Is that, that's this year, right? Is it May? Yeah. Right. Oh, April. It's next month. Um, yeah, man, I guess we'll see. Like, yeah, when I played it at E3, it seemed pretty, um, like those yeah I think I've said it before like those types of games are hard to gauge when like open world games sometimes can be just like I don't really yeah I don't you, like you need a lot of time with some of that stuff um, yeah I don't know I don't think I had enough time to necessarily fully judge it um, unless it's like a Red Dead where they're like here's fucking 800 systems and we're gonna show you this in the span of three hours and you're like alright this is different I've not seen any of this before yeah um, yeah. Whereas the stuff that I've seen from Days Gone has been like, yeah, okay, it's an open world game. That, yeah. I mean, apart from the the horde mechanics and like the, um, like setting up traps in sort of areas to clearing out, I can't remember what they're called. So like bases. Yeah. Um, where you set up all your traps, like gas canisters around the place, and yeah. and, and you know sort of run around a maze and have them chase you around, you know, through obstacles and whatnot. Um, yeah, that stuff seems interesting. But otherwise, the the mission structures seem pretty, like, stuff we've seen before. I Like, the thing you mentioned about looking for the fuel pump, I think is the same one that I did at E3. Yeah. There was two of them. There was, like, a um, one of your mates is on top of the mountain and he gets caught, caught no. out. No? No. no. Right, and there's like one of the other factions that are like trying to, they're like burning him. It's pretty. Oh graphic. yeah, no, that, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's vaguely the same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm definitely keen to see more of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it seems like this isn't the one Sony's pushing for their tentpole release this year. It seems like no. Last of Us is going to be there maybe end of the year sounds like that's coming out this year from what I'm yeah from what we're hearing so yeah we'll see yep cool what else we got Apex Legends Apex Legends still playing it still playing it um new update is out is it out or are they just 
talking about it. Uh, it's not out yet. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know when. Yeah, some good changes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, some, like, the... You know, there was a big post about how um, the the hitboxes weren't super accurate for some of the characters. Yeah, we talked uh, about it last week. Yeah, and there was also like some, you know, some concerns that uh, characters with generally large hitboxes were relatively underpowered. Uh, some so they yeah they've added some big buffs to um, to caustic uh, and a minor buff in my opinion to pathfinder but they have also like shored up his hitboxes so it should be mm-hmm. um yeah it should be better uh in that sense um they're they're being pretty incremental about that but they're also adjusting uh some of the weapons they're making a big they're nerfing the wingman and the peacekeeper yep um which i guess makes sense uh I think the peacekeepers, yeah, <laughs> that's probably the big one. Yeah, um, wingman is very. It's still one of those things where you need to hit your shots, right, yeah. or have uh, extended magazines for it to be useful. Um, because it does. I think it's what forty damage to the body, yeah. and then depending on your headshots, does a lot more. But the well, yeah, was doing like a hundred. It right. was 100 to the head oh. with the skull piercer. Yep. But they've lowered that. Um, so it's no longer a one-shot, I guess. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. the Peacekeeper, they've changed the rechamber rate. Yeah, so... For the shotgun bolt. What does that mean? This, is that like the rate of fire, basically, for it? That's what I reload. Well, like rechambering is the because you've got the reload is six shells, yeah, and then it rechambers after each shot. And Mm. the isn't that what the bolt does? I don't know because it says here level one mitigation, level two, and level three, and they change percentages on that. Yeah, I guess one hundred percent sure. They reduced availability of both weapons across the board as well. Uh, Uh, That's good. There's wingmans all over the place. There are often way too many fucking wingmans. As long as there's more Mozambiques, I'm I'm okay with that. Yay! And increased availability of the energy weapons and ammo in all. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I use I use them when I can. I think some of them are very good, uh, especially when you've got their their um their mods on there. Like some of them shred, man. The the um is it the de- devil? De- Devotion? Devotion, devotion. Devotion? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. yeah, that thing's good. Like, it destroys people. I like a lot of the LMGs, man. A lot of those are very good once you wind them up. Yeah. Yeah. The Havoc um, is good with its attachment as well. I think without it, it's pre- pretty useless, but with it's the attachment, it fucking pointless does that, some damage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. I'll definitely try out more guns now that there's going to be like fewer peacekeepers uh it's generally in most most games i will just hold out for a peacekeeper it's my favorite gun easy like 100 percent, it's my favorite gun um so i will generally rock, rock a fucking eva 8 as mm. my other gun 
I'll like have probably a frontline or an R three O one. If yeah. I can find a prowler with the attachment, I'll go that instead. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go one of those two, and then I'll just hold on to a shotgun as my alternative. And so the the thing of it is, right? Like having more shotgun ammo than you can use only takes up one slot. Takes up one slot in your inventory. Having like enough yeah. ammo for sixty four heaps. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking tons. Having enough for like both a light. We- uh, ammo weapon and uh, heavy having the fucking R301 and the Prowler combo like you gotta make a fucking critical decision there are you gonna roll around with like two clips of fucking Prowler or are you gonna roll around with fucking two clips of R301 ammo like sure it's it's, it's a bit of a, a rough one but if you go for more than that for either uh, then yeah you critically restricting the amount of other shit you can carry which is like you know armor replenish uh fucking way too many grenades i'd rather carry way too many grenades any day of the week compared to more ammo for a gun fucking nothing nothing harries people more than just fucking pinging them with fucking 15 grenades all at once yeah people shit their pants (laughs) yeah it's good i've gotten Actually, I've gotten a fucking ton of grenade kills over the last week. Um, I'm definitely getting my eye in with that shit now. Getting the timing of them correct. So you got to get the right timing for the grenade to make it so that they don't have a chance of getting away. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the trick. Yeah. I like um, downing people and then throwing the um, the grenade that sticks to people on them. And then, like, a friend will come over and start reviving uh, yeah. them. And they're like, oh, no, no, fuck. Well, that was that. They did their, was it 50 million players video? Yeah. Or 50 million accounts video. Uh, and the first one on it is uh, someone sticks an art grenade to a teammate and they go swing in. Right. And into a group of people and explode on them. Oh, okay. Hilarious. That's pretty good. I uh, saw the post in the... Um the the update today where they mentioned how people were putting portals off cliffs and for wraith <laughs> i've not seen that happen before i've not come across that that's, cool. that, that's pretty funny though that is pretty funny um because i don't yep. see portals much job oh, don't you don't you <laughs> no um yeah Why is that? who's our wraith player luke <laughs> is it you it's not me it's not it's, it's dr e3 or something uh but yeah but I, I'm uh, playing a lot of Bloodhound. I still like Bloodhound. I think he's yeah. definitely like one you need in your team. Um, yeah. I like that they're nerfing Lifeline a little bit. I think that there's too many Lifelines around. A lot. Um, but I don't think the I don't think the nerf is enough to make. I don't think nah. we'll see less fewer Lifelines. No. Nah. Um, yeah. Like just the fact that you won't get level four stuff. Isn't going to mean you're not going to see her anymore. One hundred percent. I'd Level still four rather is just the golds, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, I, if if I can get a decent chance at some purple armor late game, fucking bring it on. Bring on a like one. I'm not going to play her, but like, I'd definitely love to have her in the team. Uh, yeah, Wraith's been nerfed to the Q is now twenty five second cooldown, which is a pretty fucking significant one. That's like a twenty five percent increase. Hmm. Um. And Bangalore 
she now only gets a 30% speed boost compared to 40%. Uh, I guess we'll have to see how that one works out in, in action. I still love my Pathfinder. I, I assume he's going to get even better now, um, now that he's harder to hit. So that should be cool. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff in there that I still want to see them change. Um, yeah. Like, what are the things I want to see? I don't know, just some of the areas just feel very empty to me. Um, there's that stretch between uh, water treatment uh, up to market that is sort of just nothing area. Like, just sort of dead area. Well, the problem with that is, so you've got water treatment down in the south, yeah. and then if you go west sort of around there there's like nothing there it's just all open area there's there's like a c- cylinder raised bit like a little platform yeah. around that part but that's it like there's nothing there and you've got all those sort of turbines I don't, I'm not sure what they're called um, uh, those like circular bits in the middle of the, the water treatment facility yeah there's nothing in there it's just like all empty Yep. It's just too much of that. I think they've got to add more crates or just more cover or something around places like that. Yeah. Because um, yeah, there's just like nothing. It's just nothing there. It feels like they could just add a building over in that corner or something like that. Yeah. It's very barren. Um. But otherwise, yep. it's playing good at the moment. There's like the last week there have been. I've had like three or four games where there's been lag issues. Something's going on with the servers. Yeah. I don't know if that's because they're just getting smashed. Yeah. Um, but that's the first time I've really started to notice it. Yep. Um, after, a, you know, two or three minutes, it does sort of settle that down a bit. But otherwise, it's always been at the start of the game, which has been quite strange. Um, but yeah, I think I'm still in the, the place where... It, I feel like these changes are coming out a bit too slow. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, the fact that it's not there, like the fact that this update isn't actually out yet certainly makes me think that, like, if this was out, I'd be like, okay, that's it. That's the, this is the beginning, right? This is where they need to start and it needs to be really fucking, they need to be on top of shit with their releases but it's not even... We're not even at the beginning yet. We're still at, like, day zero. We're not even day one with their releases now. Um, yeah. Like, we're still waiting for when season one's going to be there, where, whenever the fuck that is. Yeah, March. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're a week out of March now. There's three weeks left. Yeah. Um, yeah. Over the course of the week, we'll be talking about a few hot topics, and we're kicking things off with a patch that is live on all platforms with some fi- fixes. Uh, so that's that's out today, but that's not the big one. They're talking about... Like, all these this stuff we've been talking about is not coming until the beginning of Season 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. they gotta they got to get on top of this shit. 100%. And, like, they can trot out the, you know, we don't want to make sweeping changes all they like. Uh, and I 1000% appreciate that, but like, yeah, other, other stuff. Uh, I, I don't know, man, like they just, they can experiment with whatever the fuck they want. They could, 
they should be able to adjust like spawn rates and stuff for like items however the fuck they like yeah they push should, that they out should, man yeah <laughs> just push it out just experiment see what it does yeah right, right. try for a week change it no one's gonna give a shit I don't know they're just treating it really weirdly in terms of updates the game's been out for what a month now and they've not really done much to it <laughs> yeah um, Nvidia rolled out a patch yesterday for the the crashing fix which was the top post on Reddit uh, I saw this morning nice. um, I updated my drivers and have yet had a crash so that's good because um, I was running those those drivers and I was crashing like every I don't know like once every three games I'd say um, so I had to roll back to a January patch or a January driver and that fixed it so I've been playing on that um, I fixed the fixed the G-Sync uh, which wasn't working in it I fixed that last night so I've got a smoother game now um, which is good because I was it was just a bit janky before so I yep. sorted that part out so yeah nice. it's getting better um, but yeah just quality of life stuff I want to see changes in there I want to see uh, what my ping is I want to see the reconnect feature um, things like that some quality of life stuff just I, I, there has to be a fucking reconnect feature it has to come now yeah we we were in a game yesterday I think it was yesterday or the day before I got, I've got video of it I think I've got video of it at least which I can probably put up with this one way it was like me Squirrel and someone else I can't remember if it was a random or if it was one of our guys but might have been actually might have been um, I think it was Johnny Bravo yeah um and it was us versus another team and JB or whoever was on our team disconnected and the other team had high grounds <laughs> and uh, we were basically at the basis cliff and we were fucked like there was nothing we could do and they screwed up so hard they came down looking for us um, I think Squirrel was playing as Bangalore and just threw his ult up there and they oh, just yeah. shit themselves and dropped down <laughs> and we just owned them we Let's just go. smashed them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. If if there was a reconnect, JB could have, or whoever it was, could have jumped back in and then helped us out a bit. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I don't know. There's some... Yeah, I just feel like they need to do start making some map tweaks. Um, and like you said, the like change the loot table a little bit. Yeah. Like sort it out. I don't know, and I hate bringing this up all the time. I don't know if you saw the stuff, the PUBG that's going on. Um because I saw a lot of my Twitter mentions, people talking about it, I went and took a look. They are on the test server. I don't know if they they rolled this out or they leaked it or they rolled it out and then rolled it back, but they changed Erangel. Mm -hmm. um, the map, they put some extra buildings, and by extra, I mean there's like 20, 30% more buildings in Erangel. Wow. And people lost their shit because um, they're like, the problem with Erangel is not that there needs to be more buildings it's that the loot table needs to be adjusted like there needs to be more loot do what right. you've done with um uh sanok or i don't i haven't played the new map it starts with a v right vivendi i can't remember what it's called <laughs> valkyrie something like that uh yeah and like apparently like everybody's just like they don't know what they're doing i'm like well they we've been saying this forever but Mm. yeah um they put flare guns in the game and people yeah. are not happy about that stuff it's like just all these weird changes they're making um 
like they could easily just fix the loot table i feel like yeah and or just and fix up things and that's one thing about apex is i think they need to fix the loot table and they're gonna do that but they're like they're talking about it they're not doing it yeah they're like oh we'll roll it out when we're ready it's like no just do it and nobody's like it's just gonna make for a better experience now um the other thing was the circle speeds need to change for the second i think between the second and third circle is way too slow yeah that needs to be sped up so i I don't know yeah we had a game the other day where it was a 10 minute game and we were on the second circle and it was fucking huge it was two two teams left because um i know our team rolled around and got i think it was 13 between 13 and 15 kills yeah and there's we're in the second circle and this thing is like three minutes counting down it's yeah they need to change it yep that's that circle takes way too long i've always wondered if you could do like dynamic circles based on the amount of players left i'd love to see that kind of shit wasn't um PUBG doing that with sanok were they i feel like they were trying it at one stage it was dynamic circles yeah i feel like changing based on how many people i can pick it up on the spot yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, it makes sense to me, you know? Like, why not? Yeah. Um, the other thing is the third partying is such a big factor in that game. I don't know how you change it, how you deal with it. Um, it just feels like there's no incentive to fight another team. And that was kind of the problem with Call of Duty, right? Is that you get into a fight and you wouldn't have any armor... Yeah, and you'd be like, "Well, I didn't. I don't want to go into that fight with no armor, so I just won't fight anybody." But whereas in this game now, and I don't know if Call of Duty is having the same problem, um, but you basically wait for two teams to find each other, yeah. And as soon as they start fighting, you go, and yep. you wait for them to finish, or you start picking players off. And you're, I'd say, eighty percent, ninety percent of the fights where we do that, we end up winning because the other team can't do anything. Yeah, um, and I don't know how you fix that. I don't know how you change that. No, like, no. and I. But part of the problem could be that these circles are so big. How how would that be part of the problem? Well, if you're if you make the circles come in quicker, yeah. um, you're forcing the engagements more, I guess, and hopefully catching people out, um, as opposed to people just waiting around for something to happen. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Like, I, don't I know guess. What, Hopefully, yeah. you end up with more teams in the last circle than just the three. I, I just don't know what the solution to that is because it's just it ends up being a, either you you're super aggressive and you try and find other people, in which case you got to hope the other team isn't near you watching. Because um, if they are, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. Because being down a player in that game is so huge because you can be quite tanky in some certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. But if you've got two people shooting at you, you're pretty screwed. Yeah. Most of the time, if they can aim. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know how you, you end up sorting that out at all yeah um, we were in yeah. a fight last night where we were we ended up in engagement with another team and with those three teams left and as soon as we started fighting eventually the third team came around after about two minutes into this fight and right. they started shooting at us and so we just backed off yeah. and then let the other two teams fight each other and then we came or loop, we looped all the way back around and then finished them all off. Fucking hell, what, what were you potatoes doing spending two minutes in a fucking firefight? Jesus Christ. We were on the other side of the... I wasn't shooting because uh, I didn't have any guns, but yeah. someone on my team was shooting. 
Um, yeah, just stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know how you can stop that from happening. We had that game. We had that game the other day when uh, we didn't even realize there were only two teams left and we won it. Did you remember that one? No. That was a good one. We were, uh, I think we were playing with Kleb and we just sort of fucking, we sort of ripped our way through like a couple of teams on the way out of the bunker, hmm. headed up, up the hill there, got pushed and shoved them back out. And then, um, yeah, we're sort of watching every fucking direction. We hear a bit of gunfight, like a bit of a gunfight, like literally just ahead of us in the circle where we needed to go. And uh, so we run in behind snag a couple of kills and then back the fuck off and the team that was fighting like was in the fight just fucking comes like swinging through the fucking the hole like you know their pathfinder just fucking leaps through and starts like shooting and we fucking tore them up like ripped them up and uh yeah when we got the third kill it was like you are the champion and we're like what the fuck <laughs> that was it <laughs> yeah yeah, that was pretty good. That was that was amusing. I we, was we had one game where uh, yesterday we were playing and Jai's internet was was fucking up, and he Shot dropped out once. like basically straight away. Yeah, and uh, and then I think we landed at an area where there was just people all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, we'll just go aggro, Drew. Oh, were, you, were you the jump master? I assume you were. I don't know if you landed at a place with shitloads of people and you got there late. I like I like aggro, aggroing. I don't like sure, sure, hiding sure, in sure, sure. That's small what it is. places. It's not that you're terrible as a jump master. Right? I'm the best. Sometimes I do that on purpose to hide, like to drop people on cliffs or like hit them into trees. Look, hitting people in trees and cliffs is that is magical. I don't think you're capable of it because you're a I terrible jump master. Um. Yeah, and in that game, I was like aggro around and we ended up coming seconds. I got seven kills with like 1,300 damage. Nice. <laughs> and while Jai is sitting there waiting for us to finish. <laughs> yeah, that, does, that does seem to happen. The, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, you're joining. Okay. Well, we're just in a game. We'll just go super aggro. There was that one where we fucking landed. We hot dropped straight down and literally nobody landed it was in the blue circle and it was like straight beneath the fucking thing and nobody came with us and we're like the fuck is going on like how the fuck does this work normally normally it's like fucking riddled with pricks but nah not this time not this time we want a hot drop nah ridiculous yeah it was good we had one last night as well where we dropped on the spaceship the the shuttle that flies around I think that needs more loot I think the loot on that thing is just garbage yeah it's, it's, needs it's some crates or something on there not worth a drop um and then we we sat on it and, and waited for it to actually <laughs> land oh, yeah. wherever it was landing and we just sat on the zip lines waiting and like some dude you could hear him come up the zip line and we just popped out and just lit him up he was dead <laughs> in about half a second he was <laughs> fucked um that stuff's funny but that anyway. is that is funny i'm digging it i'm, I'm still liking it it's oh, yeah. my like go-to game at the moment I, like, I even play solos sometimes I'll just jump in with a random team um, because the communication is so good generally like you have people in there that are, that are talking as well yeah um, or yelling depending on what Apex Legends wants to do with its VoIP system hmm. um, like sometimes you just can't understand what people are saying because it's so no. jumbled but yeah. yeah if the ping system works for most of the time anyway so you can just jump in and have a you know they're, they're quick games 10 to 15 minutes 15 minutes is a long game. Um, you know, 13 minutes seems to be about the average. Yeah. I'm finding. 
10 minute mm-hmm. games are, you know, if you want to steamroll, you can do it in 10 minutes. So it's fun. Um, the, the unlock system, like the crates, I think we said this last week needs to change. It should be one crate every level. Oh yeah. 100%. But yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. That's it. I'm sure we'll talk about it more, more over the next week. Yep. Or year, depending on what happens. Um, cool. I'll mention Call of Duty Black Ops not on here. I jumped in yesterday to do some some work in that, and uh, yeah, man, they fucked that game up so hard. They've got DLC maps and content for it now, and so if you don't have that content, you are basically locked out of playlists. Right. Um, I can't play Team Deathmatch anymore by the looks of it because that's using a playlist that's got the DLC maps. Um. I think there are three modes in the core gameplay that I can play at the moment. Wow. And the one I ended up playing was hardcore. Uh, it was like hardcore demolish pit or something. It was called like that, which was a team deathmatch and a mix of something else like um, kill confirmed. And I think one other mode, uh, but I couldn't find any games in like any of like. There's a there's like a feature set of playlists that they do on the front page and you click on it. It's like, I think the one at the moment is gun game. Right. Yeah. And I click on that and I just wait. Nothing happens. And all right, cool. So it seems like everybody's moved over to that DLC at least. And you can't play the normal playlist. So that's, yeah, that's a cool. They need to change that. That's stupid. That is segregating the community. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that it's dumb. It's something I didn't like about Battlefield, and they ended up changing it, which is good. Yep. And I think Call of Duty needs to do the same thing. Cool. Yep. Siege. Right. Siege. Uh, yeah. Uh, so probably kick off with uh, last night. I went to the um, Rainbow Six Siege launch party, Burnt Horizon launch party. They held it at the. Um, the Sydney Wildlife Zoo down in Darling Harbour. That place is fucking sick when there's no people around. That place is fucking awesome when it's empty. Uh, there's so many cool animals. You can fucking see them hanging out. Kangaroos come up and hop right up to you. Got to hold a snake. And koalas sleeping everywhere. And uh, like spiders and butterflies and all that kind of shit. Like just... That place is awesome. Um, anyway, so first things first, that place is awesome. Uh, but then, yeah, basically it was an event, uh, like a launch party that 10 PCs set up to let people play. Uh, I did not get to play at all. I was working, uh, so I didn't really have time. I was doing like uh, interviews on camera and stuff and I was technically hosting as well so I did like a introduction to people like here's what's happening uh, super excited for Burnt Horizon blah 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 all that kind of stuff uh, but yeah how many times did you call the map Outbreak? Zero. Oh, zero. Uh, they did like a they had a <laughs> bunch of those boxes you remember we got those siege boxes ages ago uh, yeah the black ones yeah yeah, uh, they had a bunch of those to give away, and they were doing trivia, right. and um, so they were asking asking these questions, and I'm standing there like not asking the trivia questions. Uh, Shane from Ubisoft was asking the questions, 
and uh, Magnet from Fnatic was handing the prizes out. Mm-hmm. Well, they'd all come up and stand basically next to me. Whoever was standing next to me, so fed. So fucking fed. Um, they were like, oh, what's the unofficial name of Outback? And these three stood there like fucking stun mullets. And I'm like, Servo. And the guy's like, Servo. <laughs> now then. Um, who are the two teams that beat, uh, that Fnatic beat at the Six Invitational? I'm like, Team Reciprocity and Face Clan. And the guy's like, Face Clan and Rec, Rev, Rev, starts with an R. Didn't get the prize. Nobody <laughs> else got it. Like, I can't give it, like, what I'm supposed to do, man. I can't give it to you any harder than that. Um, what else was there? There was there was an Australian one. Uh, who was our first? Who was our first prime minister? Luke. Uh, Genuine question. Go. I'm trying to think of that ad. Michael Bart Barton Barton's Hawkeye. Will Barton. <laughs> I think it is something like Barton. It is Edmund Barton, maybe. Yeah, that could be it. I don't know. I I I definitely didn't know, but it was one of the questions, one of the trivia questions. Nobody knew. Fucking nobody knew. It's like another uh, rainbow. Well, this is based in Australia, you see. No. GGG man, the fucking huge nerd. Hmm. It's like, oh, Evan Barton. He gets a fucking. Yeah, that sounds about right. Fucking, are you kidding? What a dork. Who the fuck knows that? It's actually un Australian to know. Who the first prime minister is? I think. Yeah, I think he's a spy. He's some sort of fucking spy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, there was that. Yeah. I don't know. Um. That was fun. What else was there? There's sausage sizzle, uh, and you can get, get the onions on top if you want. It's very Australian. Is that uh, kangaroo burgers? No. No, oh, they didn't. I don't go to an event without kangaroo burgers. Kang bangers. Yeah. Um. What else? Yeah, so the the PCs, yeah, there was a, like a huge line to play the game. Good luck. Good luck getting in to actually play it. And then they, I think Nate and G-Man and um, I think it was just them lining up. Uh, but yeah, they lined up and just when they got to the front of the line, the fucking, they did like a pro show match. Well, they had a bunch of pro players playing, uh, pro players and, and casters uh, playing, and uh, yeah, going in, doing their best. Um, it's pretty entertaining, but it was sort of rammed. Everyone was cramming in to watch it. Hmm. Um, I believe Magnets Team won, um, but yeah, it was like still entertaining. They only like they exclusively had out back playing, and they exclusively. Uh, you know, I thought they would be exclusively picking the new operators, but people want it. There are a bunch of rounds where nobody picked the fucking new operators. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. What else? They had cosplayers. They had like a Legion cosplayer. Even though they killed my boy Legion, they've killed him. He's dead now. He's pointless. Um, they had a Buck cosplayer hmm. and when he walked past I'm like sick frost and he, he'd already like lifted his hand because he saw the high five and so he high fived me calling frost and he was dirty about it um <laughs> they had a really good cav uh 
And we did like a bit with her for the video, which hopefully is as entertaining as I hope. Uh, but it depends on which take they use, I guess. Is it because uh, you couldn't see her? Yeah, basically, essentially. Uh, but yeah, she was like, I was supposed to like, oh, I can't find her for the interview. I guess I'll just leave. And then I was supposed to walk away. But she clearly organized to actually just come up and fucking stab me in the throat with her pretend knife. So she scared the fuck out of me. Like, I did not know she was going to do that. So, she, like, suddenly there's a fucking handle and, like, a knife in my throat. And I'm like, yeah! Uh, so, yeah. Classic Jobo reaction. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I didn't get to play at all. But uh, it was a good good night. Like, really good event. Uh, that is easily the best event venue I've ever been to. Like, that place was fucking awesome. It's such a good place to have a fucking event. Might not work for every fucking, every game, but yeah. like, fucking hell. Like, yeah, legit, you could like check out all the fucking animals without four billion cunts walking all over the top of you and getting a fucking pram jammed into your fucking ankles every two steps, which was cool. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, and the game. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we've played the game uh, a bit. I, I was playing on the test servers yep. uh, already with 140 ping not ideal log in this morning apparently I'm just on the Southeast Asia data server now so <laughs> it's all 140 pings for me from here on out I guess <laughs> unless I I'm playing with you like, yeah unless you're there to drag me back into the Australian servers like I don't know how the fuck to get out of it because I did the thing that it said I had to do but that didn't work so I got no idea um but yeah it's good fun, man. Like, it's a good map. It's a, like, it's a really good map. I, I was talking to Magnet and Dizzle from Fnatic, and they're like, we don't know about the competitive viability of it yet, but, like, it's a yeah. really, really good map to, like, from a spectator point of view, and, like, it's fun. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where they need to play it as pros to sort of gauge whether yeah. or not it's any good or is it literally just going to be people locking down a fucking hallway yeah and like just not be viable and I think it's a possibility of that like I don't know because it is a smaller map but yeah yeah they're like there's yeah they don't seem to be using like like I said I think the casual discovery playlist is only uh only bomb I've only played bomb mode on it so far hmm. uh and they don't seem to be using that one room that I was saying last week was going to be a huge problem. Uh, the one room with two fucking doors where if you killed the hard breacher, you were basically fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they don't seem to be using that uh, in the bomb as a bomb site. So that's good. Um, but yeah, like, I, I yeah, I really like it. I love the garage uh, as a entry point. There's there's a lot going on there. The, you've got like the high ground situation uh, you got windows on both sides. You can walk across that car, blow open the garage doors. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of fucking options up there, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel yeah. like the thing that it's missing is the roof. Like, I don't think there's any roof access, is there? No. Yeah, it would really benefit from, like, a just a couple something. of hatches. Yeah, two yeah. hatches, I reckon. Uh, placed in the right places would really help. It's... I don't know. I do wonder how much Fuse influences 
something like that. Because I think that would make him unbelievably powerful. Maybe, yeah. Um, if it, depending on where it was. Like, yeah, it'd be really difficult to, to deal with a fuse if you could fuse in from the fucking rooftop. Um, yeah, it sort of just means you have to, yeah, pick where the fuck you're going in from a little bit more. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I, um, I think it's... I put this on Twitter. I think it's the best season they've done so far. Yep. Like, I think the map's amazing. Um, I think the operators are very good. They're fun to play. Yep. Um, I like Gridlock. She's fucking awesome to play. Um, yeah. Just playing... When we were playing before, man, and just, like, using her super shoddy and blowing up holes in the ground like standing above the bomb site and then just throwing her gadgets like into the bomb site. That's awesome. And being like, all right, now what? Like throwing them in between doorways and whatnot and like knowing yeah. that, all right, nobody's shooting this thing so you know they're not in there and just like setting up so you could drop into the hatch and yeah, just like cool strats like that is interesting. I think she's going to change up. I still think she's going to be picked a lot. Like both of these guys, I think can be picked a mm. lot in pro scene. Um, Magnet reckons Gridlock won't be picked as much uh, no, because there are so many powerful attackers. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely situations where she'll be super useful. Uh, he reckons uh, Mozzie's going to be auto. Yeah, Mozzie's going to be... I, I said this when I first saw it. Like, that's unless they reduce the amount of drones that he can steal. Yeah. Like, they got to... They even nerf him to shit or... I don't know what they do. Uh, maybe he can only steal drones for a certain amount of time, but then that's weird. I don't that's know. That's pointless. Yeah, I no. Uh, I think he's an auto pick all the time. He, he steals so much information. He's yeah. like one of the highest tiered on there now, I feel like, apart from your breaches and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, she, I think, would be like second, third tier-ish, like somewhere yeah. down there, like middle area. Um, but she's, yeah, definitely fun to play. Just throwing that stuff out there is uh is really cool um yeah and i think the map's awesome um it just needs some pro players to go in and see what the deal is with it i i think it just might be a bit too small that's my only thinking about it my biggest problem with it is that camera above the shark man i think it is too cunty a place to have a fixed camera position if it was a valve cam cool but like it is spectacularly difficult to find an angle that is safe to destroy that fucking camera from yeah. uh, without getting fucking punted. Um, it's, I'd say like three of my deaths have come from trying to do something about that fucking camera. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's a pain. Yeah, and just that uh, that top railing, the trying to get through that area without being peaked from somebody. Because yeah. you've got so many angles. You've got like the towards the um the left hand side there's two doorways over there you've got the the little um restaurant slash takeaway counter mm. where the bar is they pick people over there you've got above you the railing the overpass the side stairwell there's another door on the bottom it's like you can get fucked from so many angles in that yep. part like i don't know if it benefits from having it needs something in the middle of, i don't know i just maybe I need to play it more Yep. To figure it out. I agree. Um, but yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah. 
I uh, my article about the Apex Legends ping thing. Yep. Went on the front page of Reddit. Yeah. Over awesome. um over the week, it's like the top ten. At the it was moment. a screenshot. It was a screenshot of your. I know. Uh, Who does that? That's the filthiest. Like I, I linked it in our Discord, but uh, there's an Onion article, mm. and it is one of my favorites. And it is uh, we don't get it paid if you don't click the fucking link, uh, which is unbelievably true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, a screenshot of an article is well, it's good for your ego, I suppose. But, <laughs> but it wasn't even uh, the article; it was just the uh, the headline. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. people being like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> like, yeah. well, oh, I've played Apex. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, if the the link was there, you could go read it, but yep. yeah, oh, well. it wasn't there. Oh, well. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um. All right. Should we do some news? Is that everything? Let's do it. Yes. Cool. Uh, uh, big news. Uh, Reggie Fulamez is retiring from Nintendo in April. Uh, the head of sales and marketing Nintendo America will be taking over. And his name is Doug Bowser. Right? What the shit? <laughs> this what is the fuck? The best thing ever, possibly. These guys, what are they doing? Yeah. Dude named fucking Bowser. Do me a fucking favor. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty amusing. Uh, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any special attachment to any... Big wigs at any of the major console companies, so uh, I don't know. It seems to have an impact on the internet. People were like, "Oh, this is so huge!" But yeah, I like his. I think the one of those figureheads, right? Where um, you see them a lot. He's got a lot of yeah. personality. Yeah. Um, he's always out there, which is which is good. My. Um, I've talked about this before. My Reggie story, when we were at E3 one year, um, I think it was my second, maybe third year. I can't really remember. It was uh, back when I was with Australian Gamer, and Jay and I were lining up for Titanfall for our appointment. It was yep. the reveal of Titanfall, and um, we were in the the VIP slash media line, and so they fed us into the uh, the theater. Which, you know, the theater is, uh, I don't know, 15 people, maybe, max, that they're letting in. Yep. Um, yeah, and then so we sit in, we get, we sit down, and then Reggie sits, like, right next to us. And uh, he starts talking to us, asking us, like, how our E3 is going and whatnot. And we're talking, asking him similar things, like, how's yours going? You seen anything good? Type stuff. And then Jay pulls out his... His, uh, I think it was his 3DS. 3DS, yeah. Yeah. And then Reggie pulls his out of his pocket, and then these two are sitting on their 3DSs, street passing to each other. Because, <laughs> like, remember Street Pass, Job? I do. Th- that was, yeah. it was, like, pretty big. It was everything. It was everything. But that was the first year I feel like they did it at E3, and so everybody had their... Th- yeah. Th- yeah. And so Jay had to bring out his thing, and... Course. immediately he, he had his on hand in his pocket and so these two guys are sitting during this not, not during the actual presentation but like while they're getting ready like on their fucking yeah. 3ds <laughs> talking about street passes um yeah so that's my reggie story from e3 otherwise like i've seen him around he's done presentations and whatnot at at e3 um 
and some media stuff but yeah no he seems yep. seems like good fun uh we'll see what this Doug Bowser guy's like I don't know man seems, that name's a bit seems seems like it's gonna be rough for old Mario yeah that's all I'm saying um <laughs> yeah gold alright good one next alright uh discless a discless Xbox One rumor for next week Cool. That's all we can go off, I guess. Um, I can't remember the last time I got a fucking put a disc in my fucking Xbox One. So, someone's got a decent hard drive. I'm down with it, to be honest. Uh, actually, I lie. I use it as a Blu-ray player. <laughs> right. Uh, that is the purpose of the. The disc in the Xbox One for me. Um, so yeah, I guess I could get a Blu-ray player, uh, like a HD Blu-ray player. But yeah, man, I don't know. What do you reckon? Um, would, would you get one if you didn't already have an Xbox? No, no. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I, my uh, Xbox doesn't get used that much. Right, uh, and this is another thing I guess we can talk about. Like the, um, I, I, we'll, I guess we'll wrap up on this part. But the the discless rumor has been it's been rumored for a little while. Um, yep. They started to spike up again within the last month, yep. and then it's sort of resurfaced today because Microsoft's now announced they're doing an event next week, I believe. Right, and um, they're announcing something there, um, and so the that's where all this. All right, they're announcing a new. Skew a new Xbox One skew at this event on top of a few other things, and I believe they're going to be talking about um, Game Pass coming to PC. Seems to be another big one, right? Okay, that's cool. And I uh, saw some Halo news as well. Um, but yeah. Anyway, cool. that's aside from the fact, like this seems to be what people are pointing to is like they're trying to get rid of some some news now so that when it comes to E3 they can talk about their new like uh, next Xbox gen 2. console whatever it is um, so get all this sort of stuff out of the way and then focus purely on um, yeah Xbox 1, 2 or whatever you want to call it Xbox 2 it can't be the Xbox 2 right because then I can't call it the X-Bone anymore and I know they hate it when you call it the X-Bone uh, but I don't know it's like saying X-Bone do you think I'll just go to Xbox? maybe <laughs> Maybe they will. Or Xbox Five with a V. <laughs> That's our only hope. Would it be the Xbox Five, Xbox, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, Xbox One, Xbox Four, with four eyes instead of IV. No, just skip the four, go to V. Oh, straight to V. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm about it. Because they want to compete with Sony, right? So, of course. Yeah. That's the only way to catch up. Yep. All right. Or we go six. Just go straight to six. Straight to six. Yeah. Out to all. Um, all right. What else have we got? What's next? Uh, Gearbox announcement at PAX East. They're doing a theater presentation for something. Um, oh. I guess the Borderland, rumors are pointing Borderland towards... 3? Well, that was the rumors, but it sounds like Randy's come out and maybe squashed that a little bit today. Right. Okay. Um, it doesn't sound like it's brother in arms either. They said they're working on something, Brothers in Arms, but they're not ready to announce that. They could be lying and it is Borderlands. The Clone of Race 2, that's what they're doing. That's what the world wants to see. 
Yeah. Imagine, imagine the reaction. Oh my lord! I want to see it now because I want to see the reaction. I guarantee you, Saker has not given them Colonial <laughs> Marines too. Um, Duke Nukem Forever too. Don't know. Maybe. No, so it's I, probably Borderlands Three. Yeah, I think it could be a Borderlands game, or it could be some side project thing. Uh, Gearbox has a history of announcing stuff at, at PAX. Right. Um, it obviously gets out of the way at E3 as well. They get their own spotlight. I think it's a good time to announce something. Um, whether or not it's yep. Borderlands related, I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah. And then lastly, the we already talked about this. We already talked about it. Never mind. Don't worry about it. It's rainbow time. That's it. That is it. All right. We can... Uh, got any questions? No. Oh, easy. That's good. We can just wrap up then. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe to us, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, all those wonderful places. Uh, if you help rate and review the show, helps other people find it. If you um, search for The Gap or the GA Podcast, that's how you can figure that one out. It's quite easy to find. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to send us an email, you can do that through the GA Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash GA Podcast twitter.com slash podcast, or you can go to thegapodcast.com slash discord if you want to check our discord page got a bunch of channels in there where we're playing games um uh what's coming out next week is next week the division yeah it is maybe isn't it? I, think. I think division next week anyway we're playing apex apex is a game at the moment sometimes we've got a stupid amount of people in there and it's hectic oh yeah We've been um, queuing into the same server. As always, never channels. teaming. Yeah. Never teaming. But, uh, yeah. We move people yeah. to different channels. Yeah. We had a uh, fabulous fight the other day where we did actually run into each other. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. You got executed, which is the greatest. The greatest. Yeah, but this is after I killed you, so that's fine. Doesn't count. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and then our nobody team cares. Won. Nobody our cares team about that fight. part. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody. You got executed. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Uh, that's all that anyone cares about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, go to that. It's, it's good fun. Um, you can also find us on YouTube, thejpodcast.com slash YouTube or thejpodcast.com slash Spotify. Our YouTube page has a bunch of uh, video content including this podcast you can watch us um, playing some games I'll put some Apex Legends footage up this week as well as Ape Out and uh, I'll try and chuck some Future 88 up there as well Black Future 88 yep nice yeah and um, that's all thanks to our website thejpodcast.com you can find all the things links we just talked about and that's run by our Patreon members patreon.com slash podcast. if you want to help support the site Thank you to everyone that does that every month. Thank you. You are the best. Yes. Um, and I think that is about it. Anything you want to pimp out this week? Uh, head to Red Bull and check out our big preview of uh, year four of Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, it's, it's pretty big, pretty good. Uh, it's good, like, top-notch content. So uh, it's a good read. It's by Nathan. Uh, yeah, that's about it, I think. Check me out on Twitter at Joey Jojo. And as soon as my uh, video is up on IGN, I will be sure to uh, pimp it. But, uh, it should be entertaining. I think mm. I think I'll ask some good questions. Did some stupid shit. 
So yeah, uh, yeah, should be should be good. Right. Yeah. Uh, for me, you can go to Survivor.com and check out my Rainbow Six Siege Burn Horizon content. Nice. <laughs> Which has pretty much been exclusively what I've worked on for the last two weeks. Mm. Uh, interviews, all my interviews done, all the previews done. Um, yeah, that's it. I did the Apex Legends ping system stuff for Rainbow. Yep. Uh, cross platform play playstation and xbox mm. and yeah I, oh, I talked about um i talked to the designers about the sort of concept behind mozzie mm. and gridlock and where their uh the like the ideas about those characters came from um and then also the map and whatnot so you can go check that out uh, i think i mentioned this last week they talk about how like basically gridlock broke the game um and how her design was based off of StarCraft and uh, and Mozzie came from like a group of different operators that spawned Think into like... going to be the one. Yeah, yeah the one. Um, which is funny because Mozzie <laughs> is so powerful anyway. And imagine how much more he would have been with these other like abilities. So, yeah. Yep. Anyway, I thought that was uh, pretty entertaining. And uh, that's it. Survivor.com. Go check it out. Otherwise, I don't have anything else. Nope. That's us. That's it. We're done. Two hours on the dot. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, next week, we've got some uh, preview content going up. Um, hope maybe Sekiro. I think we're trying to get into that, aren't we? We are, yes. Yeah. Some Sekiro stuff went up today, and we'll try and check that out next week. Um, maybe, maybe some Division, depending on when that comes through, or if it's coming through yet. I don't know the date, but yeah. I'm sure we'll have oh, some yeah. cool stuff coming up. Yep. Um, plenty of things to talk about, so we'll catch you all next week. Peace.